that. This is NSB's good. Therefore, we've been buried with him through baptism unto death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Now, there is a there's a delicate place eh? between, you know, when you speak to Valokore about, uh, uh, speak to Valokore about newness of life and death, the death, our death in Christ. Eh? It's like there are two sides. Eh? There is a, a death, the cross has two sides to it. Okay, after you've gone past the cross, there's a, there's a life. Mm-hmm. Understand? But, it's the death that guarantees the life. In other words, you cannot go encounter the life of Jesus without appreciating the death of Jesus. What it accomplished, in other words. So, because people fail to appreciate the death of our Lord Jesus Christ and the implication, when we say death, it's not just words, but what is behind that death. What happened when Jesus died on the cross? And so you find that many Christians are stuck. Yes, they say these things with their mouth. We say these things with their mouth. Jesus died for us that we might walk in newness of life. But there isn't a proper appreciation. Many people are stuck in their own life. They're they're trying to to live their Christian life. And I'm a culprit to this. Sometimes I find myself trying to live the Christian life in my own energies. But there's something, there's such a thing as baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father we too might walk in newness of life obviously it's a life not it's a life other than the life we've grown up with it's a life of a it's a life of another person yeah so, I've been asking myself the question, if, if there is such a thing as abundant life, how come I, I find myself struggling? I, I find my life really, I wouldn't easily define my life as being abundant. You're not in life. <laughs> I cut myself very easily on that side. If there is such a thing as an abundant life, why is it then that I find myself struggling with depression? Do I find myself struggling with anger, envy? Why, 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 why do I feel bogged down by several things in the real? And then it came to my attention today. Uh, that God has left things in the realm to, he has left the same reason God leaves problems in the, in the Bible is the same reason he leaves problems in your life and the reason is to draw you to himself mm-hmm. you know if we didn't have any problems we could be friends with God mm-hmm. yeah God would be relevant to our So God, God leaves things like enduring sin in our lives so that when we come to that place between the rock and the hard place, we have no option but to run back to Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering if the life is abundant, then 
Why is it that mine seems to be less than a banner? At least more often. <laughs> you know? And so I discovered that the father has an agenda to push you into what is called in here a newness of life. There has to be, he has to have tools, so to speak. Uh, like someone said that uh, suffering is. Sorry. It's okay. Someone said that suffering is the greatest evangelistic tool. Increasing my water. This is your As I grow older, as I grow older, I become more appreciative of that statement. Mm. Because when I try different avenues, mm, when I'm suffering, sometimes I want to try the photo. Sometimes I want to try the movie. Sometimes I want to try... You know, all of us have our recipes of coping mechanisms other than God. Sometimes I even want to try the scriptures. You know, to ease my suffering. But then ultimately I discover that it is when I go to him that my problems are put to rest. Now that doesn't mean that that the problems actually go away. The scripture says uh, in all things huh? in, with prayer and supplication make your request known to God. And then it doesn't say that all your problems will be swept away. Instead it says, under peace. And I found that to be my experience. The peace of God shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So, many in retrospect, I look back something and I'm like, so why is it that that problem didn't go away but it's no longer bothering me? Then I discover God has given me a glimpse into what is called in the newness of life. Here. Something, you know, it's a it's a it's a matter, it's not a it's not it's not it's not the problem is not the problem. The problem is a life issue. We need life to survive in the realm. Mm. You understand? And that life is uh, is a person, you know, and every time we are we encounter or we come into contact with this life, we are empowered to live. Some time ago, I, I was calling Mark and I was telling him, Mark, you know what? I'm feeling suicidal, and it, for me it was real. <laughs> and what amazed me, Mark was taking it so matter of fact, factly. Like, you're feeling suicidal. You get over it. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Do you know how I'm feeling? <laughs> I felt like I wanted to die. And he was telling me, you know, the, the suicidal feelings are just an occasion. I mean, whatever you think is triggering, triggering the suicidal thoughts is just the occasion. The cause is that you're having a discouraged you're, you're, you're going through discouragement. I'm like, yeah, I've been discouraged before, but I haven't felt suicidal. Why, why now? Like, you know, discouragement is the bedrock. And out of this bedrock grow different things. When people are discouraged, some feel suicidal, some are depressed, some go off and drink, some, some just lay back. Just lay back. Yeah, some lose the gust of your life. Some just you had the the, the phrase <laughs> yeah. like lose, just living outlandishly, doing any and everything, you know, so to speak. So we discover that there are powers that be in the realm, the earth we are living in. Is, uh, is actually controlled by spiritual forces. It's 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 more than it's more than really what meets their eye. 
you know, and uh, the heathens know this very well. My 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 wife, Scovia, was starting a small small local business. She had like a small setting somewhere, and then uh, our neighbor told her. <laughs> our neighbor told her in Uganda. Wotani ka business e yokumutuo mukalu. Manya toja kumala ko. Fabian, being interpreted is. You know what it means literally. Yes. But I don't know the hidden meaning. Being interpreted is if you go there, just just like that. Just like that. Minus spiritual backing. Without protection. Uh huh. You'll be busted sooner or later, and that was our experience actually. Because during that time, she wasn't giving priority to fellowship, her fellowship with the Lord, and soon she burned out, and she the business ended there. That was the end of the story. <laughs> so it's more than intellect. It's more than. It's more than natural strength. I've known I've known very healthy young men going to the gym. And this young man was actually a model. You know those tall hunky guys used to come. Not only him, a number of fellas. I've, I've known their systems to collapse. The the guy was in perfect health and then I mean was watching his he's eating his vegetables, drinking his water, drinking his physicals, going to the gym. There's a certain doctor on Peter, Doctor Kasene. Uh-huh. And then they just say that. I know he keeps talking about those dietary stuff. Don't eat chapatis, don't eat cheese. People of course tell him. So uh, this guy just suffered a cardiac arrest. The doctor was seeing, was seeing his doctor. Every system, the systems were okay according to the doctor's report. Doesn't add up. Just you know what that tells me? Life is not a formula. Like you, you cannot fit life into a formula. So the fact is, Romans chapter six is talking about the person of Christ. Because the death he speaks about that we have died with him. You go we go back Mark to six. That was six one? Six four? Six four. He says, therefore we've been buried with him through baptism and to death. Whose death was it? The death was Christ's. In other words, the death we are speaking of is one we couldn't die. Because even if we had died for our sins, our blood would never have been sufficient to quench the wrath of God. Because it's in pure blood. God demanded a perfect sacrifice. That sacrifice only one man could offer. And in the same way, just as he was a substitute for us in death, he is a substitute for us for this newness of life. So we've been battling back and forth with some fellows on Facebook about the Christian life. Some are convinced that they can pull it off. That uh, they have a part to play in our sanctification. This trust is too deep. That they have a part to play in this Christian scheme of things. But we are of the conviction that we have no part to play. Let's go to let's go let's go to Romans. Romans five ten shall 
come back to this. Romans 5.10. That's a verb, I think. Shall we continue in sin? So you're either, it's contrasting, shall we continue in sin, or paraphrasing, shall we continue in the lordship of sin, so that the lordship of grace may increase. There's a, there is contrasting the lordship of sin and the lordship of grace. The lordship of sin is what is refined as is in the fallen realm. The lordship of grace is the miracle. Mm. that we are ushered into. Mm. And what surprises me is people think we can manufacture this miracle. We can't. Yeah. I think that's why the congregation is yeah. trying to manufacture this miracle. And that is like uh, that is like uh, what telling Think of any what that's like telling me what to carry this car. Mm. Mm. It's like telling no, Eddie. It's like challenging yourself to live and your No, lifting up yourself by your own shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, asking me to do the impossible here. So it is the flesh bulking in the place of pride. I'm running to pull off what only God can. You know? Let's go down to verse 14. <coughs> verse 14, which you promised, it says, For sin, again, we're not referring to activity, we're referring to a principle, a lordship. For sin shall not be master over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. He's saying, there are two lordships, the lordship of sin and the lordship of grace. And for the lordship of, of sin not to be master. Now, what does it mean for sin to, to be master over you? Or for sin, other versions say, for sin shall, shall not have dominion over you. You will not take to them. For you are not under law, but under grace. Now, of course, if we brought it down to the misconstrued idea of activity, we are all under the lordship of sin in that sense, because we all sin. Yes. Yeah. Now, we like to, to cherry pick the sin, eh? 
Like if I'm not sleeping around, then I'm not singing. But you're, you're, you're very bitter. You're, you're overly critical. Mm. Well, if I'm sleeping around, I'm sleeping. Why are you sleeping at five? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you're not so sleeping. you're worse. <laughs> you understand, eh? <laughs> and of course, we, we have a, a, a healthy enough understanding of what sinful activity is. The Bible is very clear on that. So no, no human escapes, so to speak. So the dominion, for, what does it mean for the lordship of sin not to be master over you? And my conviction so far is the dominion of sin lies in the fact of this ability to make you feel guilty. The dominion of sin lies in its guilt. In other words, like you say, you can feel guilty for no reason at all. And, and it means it means you are you you are it, regardless of whether I did anything or not. It means you are under this lordship. You're not under the law. That word law should I think have been spoken a, cap, a capital L. Mm. Uh, 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 for, for, for when one is under the, under the law, um, uh, 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 the pristine standard of the holiness of God, definitely, it need not even be said that that first part of uh, that first line for sin shall it need not be said that sin shall be master over you. For, for definitely sin shall be master over you. <laughs> yeah, because if, mm-hmm. if, if, if you're under the law, that capital L, yes, yes, but then if you're under that capital G, then I would say gratitude will be master over you. Yes. I'm not seeing mm-hmm. That's how for me I do I I do understand. Under the law, it is automatic. Yes. All men have fallen short. Yes. Yes? But under the grace of God, we 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 are freely mm-hmm. we are freely justified. Mm-hmm. So so sin cannot outmaster. Exactly. Because the law presupposes condemnation and guilt. What of my activity? What of your what? It is a byproduct of, of being under lordship of sin. Yes. Well, regardless of now, when you get into the activity, again, it's, it's about where you're coming, where you're seeing things from. We could be involved in the same activity, yet I'm not under the lordship of sin, and yet you are. Why? Because you are, you are not receiving the message, the proclamation of the gospel. It's what puts you under the lordship of grace. Actually, if you're concerned more with the activities, it is actually, it, 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 it points rather to your being under the law and not under the grace. Mm. No, you can be given a green card to America, mm. but you still look for, for Rolex stands, forgetting that you're still in Kampala. Mm. So, uh, 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 even when we have been con- converted, if, it's, if we don't understand that, uh, that it's not about the byproducts, but it's about the capital S itself, Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, and then we be, we begin to watch out on our actions, avoiding ne- negative confessions and and that kind of thing that you hear being preached out there. You'll you'll find that that that, uh, that we we haven't yet fully understood the distinction between being under the law and being under the grace. When we are under grace, we are less concerned about the activities. About the activities. Mm-hmm. Yes? Mm-hmm. We, we, we are less 
concerned about the activities and we know that God looks upon our weakness with mercy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so to speak, we know what to do about our sin as opposed to our activity, so to speak, as opposed to the world. The world doesn't know. It tries to manage the sin. Sin management. Yes. It tries, it tries to manage the condemnation by drinking a lot of beer, drowning, or dancing the night club. Or by listening to, to, to motivational pastors and life coaches yes. who tell you that, that uh, you only have to do your best. Yes. You come out of church when you're feeling so energized. <laughs> or you can you take another shot at you. <laughs> or you can psych out yourself out of condemnation. And then you won't be condemned anymore. But when you psych yourself out of condemnation, even greater will your condemnation be. <laughs> so it's a very de deadly trap. It comes back with a boomerang effect, so to speak. Mm. Mm. So it is key. That the proclamation of the gospel comes to a soul's hearing, so to speak. Because as you say, being under law now, be of course being under law presupposes condemnation and guilt. And while the public the people who are opposed to this message, the, the gospel, they they by the fact that they are opposed to the gospel, they are condemning themselves, you know, even unknowingly. You know? So, we've been blessed to, to come to this knowledge, you know. Uh, as it is, we are the passive agents in the equation. And accepting the gospel are automatically put under the Lordship of Grace. Where everything is a miracle and everything is a gift. Everything is a miracle. Everything is a gift. Is a gift. And that's why we are bound in Thanksgiving. Yes. So and even the, the sin in 615 is also here. Mm. You could check. Mm. I check. Mm. Because it seems to be what they are. Yeah. It could be different because it sounds like a. Hamatan. That's Hamatan. Shall you see? I think Let us see how he answers that, that question. They say in the book of Romans, sin appears with a word out of forty three days, only two things appear on the That, no, that's a very funny question. We're not looking at, at, at verse, six, verse, six, verse 16. For, for if we have seen that uh, being under the grace fills us with, uh, with, 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 uh, with, 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 uh, with thanksgiving, and gratitude. 
It is therefore, it therefore this the gospel understanding that the question is going, is going to be asked. Shall we therefore now sin because we are under grace? Yes. And that, that was the context of the, cha of the chapter. Paul was countering these guys who were saying, you know now you're preaching that grace thing, it's license. It's, you, you know you're going to push people. We need to put, this, put them under the law. Restrict yes. them. And those who ask those questions think that sin are the byproducts. Yes? Think that sin is the by 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 products. Yet actually sin is 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 a is is a principle. Yeah, we usually look at it as a tiger and for them they touch the tail of the tiger and they describe it as So, uh, as is our culture here, you say here, do you not know that when you present yourself to someone as slaves or obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death, or of obedience resulting into righteousness? So, what he's saying is, 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 is that the grace of obedience results into righteousness, does not result into death. Yeah, and of course, it's, it's, it's basically referring to the lordships of sin and of the obedience, of course, we know is the, the obedience of faith, the faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is it's an obedience of the heart. from the heart, not through your activity. Mm. The obedience happened in the heart through the proclamation of the gospel. To that form of teaching to which you were committed, and notice you were committed to it, it was not committed to you. In other words, you are the passive agent. Someone committed you to this obedience. It's like a passion. Yes. You were conveyed into the obedience, so to speak. And so, again, it's the lordship of sin or the lordship of grace. And we know who are on this side <laughs> that we do nothing. We only thank him. I'll go back and study this, this, this chapter again. Mm -hmm. Actually, this one is justified, not free. To be absorbed. Having been absorbed from sin. Again, you were absorbed. You did absorb yourself. You have been freed from sin. You became slaves. You became slaves of what? Righteousness. Actually, 
I was I had come because I was following the term. Mm-hmm. I'd come to the end of my son. Mm-hmm. Feel free to comment on that first and then we shall I'll proceed with the that is what I'm speaking in human terms. Yes. Because of the weakness of your flesh. That is he was trying to accommodate himself to our understanding. But nevertheless he has highlighted the reality of what? Then he talks of it. He says, uh, just as you you presented your members as slaves to security and to lawlessness, no, just as you you viewed yourself as a a dark bank full of sin, full of all sorts of things, and it's going to use for our presentation, for our accommodation. It's going to use an analogy of how we used to present ourselves and as as natural as it came, so it's also saying resulting in further lawlessness, as in it was helplessness. Then he said, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, uh, which results uh, uh, in sanctification. So he is really encouraging us to believe. First of all, what has happened, the miracle that has happened mm. to us. Yeah. He uses carefully the words. He says, So now, present your members. He doesn't see, see your members as slaves to righteousness. Mm. I may not see myself, but if he tells me to present members as slaves of righteousness, He's actually telling you to count on the provision of the cross. That's what results in sanctification. Mm. Not so. Mm. It is not my, in my activity or my ability to sank myself yes. it's not, yes, it's not or to do anything about it. Yes. So he's trying to make it simple for us. Until yes. someone will hijack the presenting and say, that's my part. That's the part yeah, that I, I present myself. I present myself. And so, someone can easily read that into synergy. Synergy. Yeah, you have to present. If you don't present, if you don't present yourself, you know, uh, you know, to present myself is to, to you know, to fall myself as, and he's to count on something. I should count on what Christ has done more than counting on what my what is appearing in my flesh. And he's, he's, he's highlighting the fact that it should come naturally. It shouldn't come by force. For example, if you look at the first part, for just as you presented your members as slaves to impurity, that's how you don't find a sinner trying to be a sinner. I don't try to find a sinner trying to be a sinner. So he's trying to describe the miracle that happens. It happened it happened independent of anything you did. You found yourself born a sinner. If you look at verse 18 it says you became slaves of righteousness. Peter says, by whatever, whatever overcomes a man, he also becomes a slave. After that, yes. so here, you have been overpowered by, right, by righteousness. So, this presentation that now is being spoken of in verse 19 flows from the understanding in verse 18. That we present ourselves as a function of a power that is beyond our abilities. Yes, yes. Good. If we can put it there. So it, which say it's the call for the miracle to count on the miracle which has been accomplished. Otherwise, eh? Otherwise, there is no hope. <laughs> because the man has said, "Remember, if if the, the, the abiding lordship of sin." Impurity increases. 
without even further rules and stuff. There is no scope to it. Yeah. So for the scope to happen, then we have to experience the miracle. So, wow. with that said, <laughs> we shall see the rest of the time. It has become a tradition here to end our sermon with uh, the Holy Communion. Now, the Holy Communion is a practical re- reckoning. I don't know whether to call it practical. Yeah. It's a practical reckoning on the gift or on the accomplished work of the cross. As it is, the realm we're living in is an exile of sorts. Uh, no one can say they are safe because of anything down here. You can't say you're safe because uh, you have money. You survive the lordship of sin because for you you are very, you know, very connected. Mm. Or oh, for you you are, we are, we are talking to a young man here recently. And he was still, he's just, he was just twenty. He's just twenty. He was telling us, me I can't fail in life. Mm. Why? Because I feel my brains are boiling. Yeah. I'm very, you know, if I fail at this business strategy, plan A. I'll come up with plan B and I'll exhaust them till plan Z. But we know that the realm is more complicated than formulas. Mm. And so we, the only safe place is really to reckon on the finished work of the Savior. The blood as it is washes us of our sin, washed us of our sin, and the implications of sin all the tragedies that befall the realm are because of sin. And uh, the body, the broken body, is a nurturing, is a, is a reckoning in the destruction of a past life and an entrance into a life of blessing. You can't The realm as it is, you cannot guarantee. No, you forgive me. I, these examples keep popping up. There is, you know, women. Eh? Women have this thing. At least for the most part, they have this thing. When I get a man uh, who has some means, a man of means, eh? he'll take care of me. I So, when the man provide a sense of sec- a sense of security. Yeah. For security. There's a false security that uh, a, a man who can provide brings. And so I knew this girl who believed so much in that philosophy and uh, Bambi is a sad story. She had just gotten involved with this guy and was providing and she was feeling ever so safe in his you know in his house, and then suddenly the girl was riding his bike, and he ran into a telephone pole, and uh, the wires came down, and was so badly electrocuted that his arm had to be amputated, and so he couldn't provide anymore. Hmm. What does that simple story tell you? Now, for you, your security to be in anything, to be in your ability to, you have a way with people. Can't fail. It's your intelligence. You can't fail to come up with an idea like that young man. But the real speaks a different language. You've seen the most beautiful go down, the most intellectual, the most talented. Something small just triggers you and your. MJ was wiped out by a drug, prescription drug. A man of immense talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that girl? 
Fitting floor. Fitting floor. Fitting floor went down. My friend, the artist. Pretty Glow is uh, was, uh, the wife to a certain musician also went down the drain called uh, Cute Kai. Mm-hmm. They were featuring in the papers a while back. Okay, so they were the quintessential couple, so to speak. The guy was famous and good looking and he had some diamonds. And the, the girl was very beautiful. And right now they are both hooked on. Cannabis, and uh, they're not doing well at all. They've gone down the drain, so to speak. And so, what I'm trying to say, what I'm, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that this meal guarantees guarantees things that the natural order cannot. For example, natural order cannot give peace, cannot give true security, cannot give joy. Now we have a fabricated version, people go to the club, they drink alcohol, they take drugs, but we all know it's surface. But to truly live is indeed a miracle and only comes by the Lord's provisions. His blood and his blood. So we thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus and for the broken body of Jesus. And we thank you for the death and for the life that you bring us into. In Jesus' name, Amen. You are almost reaching the point of bringing condemnation <laughs> by uh, making the ceremony. So we are reconciled through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Now, here we have the blood side of the cross and the body side. My interaction with many guys has proved that while they they have an appreciation of the blood side, he died for us reconcile to us ourselves to him. They don't have as much appreciation for the body side. That just as it was a substitute for us in death, is a substitute for us in life. Just like we had no part to play in the death, we have no part to play in the life. Now I find that when they get to the body side, being saved by his life, they say we have a part. There we have a part, my brother. <laughs> you see? But First Corinthians 1.30 says, He has become to us wisdom, sanctification, redemption. He has become everything to us. So where are we in this whole picture? We are nowhere. Only God can live the Christian life. But the verse is very clear. Five, ten, the last line. We shall be saved by His life. Yes. Uh, it is. It 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 appears in a sense that uh, that uh, we shall not. It should not be understood that we shall, by our own actions, save ourselves by His life. Yes. But it's just as literal as it is. Yes. We shall be saved by his life. As in it is cutting off my limbs. Yes. Being saved presupposes incapacity. Uh, Incapacity, yes. Total incapacity. Mm. There is there some contribution here. (laughs) 
Chivalry is not chivalry. <laughs> <laughs> the constitution is platonic capacity. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they have told me. But it is good news. But to some people, it's like, no. No, but you have a part to play. How about preaching? You're not How about when you preach? What about when you preach? How about when you pray? When you raise the projector for the people to come and feel something. How about when you fast? Okay, how about when you, you start plant a church? I'm telling you, mm-hmm. we take some of these things for granted. You may not even appear for fellowship. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we take some things for granted. Like someone is preaching. We presuppose that we are, enab- we are self-enabled to do anything. When Jesus was very clear... First of all, he referred to himself and he said, I can of my own self do nothing. And then he referred to us, John 15, without me, you can do nothing. What was he speaking about? He was speaking of his utter incapacity to live on his own. In other words, his total dependence on the Father and he was pointing us to adopt the same attitude a total dependence on himself to live on our behalf so someone was telling me the other day was telling us that no but you see when you're enabled hmm? without him you can do nothing but with him there's synergy you can do something together. So he brings like 90 on the table and you bring like a 10 or a 5. <laughs> That's the idea. You remember my lecture on synergies. Synergies are unknown. Yes. The righteous and center So that, that, that idea that, uh, that we cooperate it's it's Joel Austin's favorite. Just do the best you can, and God will complete the rest. <laughs> That's not the gospel. And so, we always find ourselves in, in this dilemma. Are we totally displaced? Or do we have a part? And it's very offensive to, sadly, very offensive to most Christians. Right? We have no part. No part whatsoever. You see, Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised his shame. Now, we don't read it like the way it is. We say he's the author and the finisher, but in between we have a part to play. That's the part we don't say. Okay, that's the part we read into the scripture. In between I have a part, surely. He saved me. That's why many Christians' lives and so was mine for the longest time. And I find myself in during certain seasons of my life. My life is like a sagging, a sag, you know those sagging iron beds? Mm. Farm on both ends. He served you by his death. He's going to get you to heaven on the other side. But in between, in the meantime, mm. you're going to have to work it out. There's a weakness to that theology because only God can teach the Christian life. And that is the message we keep pushing forward. Mark, take me back to Romans 6. Okay. Romans 6, verse 6. Don't read verse 6. Okay, verse 6 says, Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin may be done away with, 
So that we would no longer be slaves to sin. Just keep it on the screen. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him. Now, if he was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, then what's with the sin in my life? Now, there is a verse which says, the truth of the matter is that though the body of sin was done away with, God intentionally left residues of the old man in your soul. The body of sin is referring to the principle, the sin principle, the propensity to sin by nature. By nature you are a sinner. You didn't have to be to sin in order to become a sinner. Now, out of your spirit separated from God, sins or sinful activity was born. And that is what was dispensed with. But we know that we experience sinful activity. How do you explain that? It's the fact that God has left residues of what we call the old man or the body of sin in our souls. And what's the purpose? Like I've mentioned, the purpose is to draw us to himself. Now, you want to highlight something? In order that our body of sin might be done away with, you want to say something about it? It looks like in the body of sin, yeah? mm. to be rendered in not a guarantee, is not a guarantee. So our body of sin might. Might. It's not a guarantee. It's not a might. Be done away with. To be done away with, what the Arab version says. Some said to be rendered in no property. Mm. Uh, that the body of sin may be destroyed. Eh? To be destroyed, the Greek word for destroyed is, 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 is not to annihilate. Mm. I wish it was annihilation. Eh. <laughs> Just totally put it out. Eh, but the word there is to be rendered ineffective so that it may be put in a place of death. Let's go to verse. It's very, it was very key what you highlighted. 
Romans 6, you find, I think, uh, the whole of Romans 6, I don't know how many times sin is mentioned. If you find that in most places the word sin is a noun, it's referring to noun, and that, is, that makes the world of difference. Because when you see it as activity, you're going to have come with a different mindset. But when you realize what the context is actually talking about, it's talking, when, it's, when it, it, it uses sin and when it uses, uh, for sin shall not have dominion over, and when it uses righteousness, it's speaking about lordships or mm. places or principles, mm. you know. Mm. And like you've highlighted in verse, that was verse 6. Mm. Mm. First of all, the flesh or the body of sin yes. does not die, it yes. is only rendered inoperative by the proclamation of the gospel. Mm. And wherever the gospel is not being proclaimed, the flesh or the body of sin is in ascendancy. So for us, we discuss the byproducts. Okay? We discuss the byproducts, their sinful activity. Mm. And we, of course, we are shortchanged by that because we don't realize that we are speaking about lordships. Mm. The lordship of sin is prevalent for, for wherever the gospel is not being proclaimed. There's something that Jesus said mm. about children. He said that, that the kingdom Mm-hmm. Yes. He said, method versus miracle. 
How can you not be? <laughs> That's why now things like newness of life come here. Things like baptism. Uh, don't you know that you are... You know, you can look at it as a, as just a scripture. What actually is describing the miracle yes. that happens to a child of God. Yes. Like uh, the, the, the video I saw a few years ago. Mm.